0: So he told us that this that the attribute of strict judgment essentially um, would mean three things. That the punishment, the consequence rather, would be immediate, number one. Number two, it would be f- the full force of the consequence. And number three, it'd be unfixable. Okay, so that's if God ran the world with strict judgment, that's what would happen. He says, however, well, the way that the attribute of mercy works is that it actually... It actually creates the opposite of these three things that we mentioned. So, so, what is when God relates to someone with mercy? What happens? So, he says it is the, that person who cut themselves off from God by going against God by damaging themselves. That person is given time, okay, so that they do not they don't get immediately destroyed when they go against God. And and um, so there's a so part of mercy is that simply there's a time delay. Okay, the person is given time to fix. Their mistake, The consequence is not given to them immediately. That's number one. Number two is that the, the punishment, or, or, or I think more accurately the consequence itself, will not be full force, which will destroy anything. And he says that number three is that there is a tremendous chesed that God does to people who mess up. A tremendous kindness that he gives for us, which is really a miracle, okay? which is something called tshuva. Tshuva means that a person can actually... And that's, that goes against the third. The third thing is damage can't be fixed. Chuva gives us the ability to fix the damage that we've done to ourselves. Okay, And that the way that chuva works is that if a if person uproots the desire for something, if it takes the, as it works on themselves and gets rid of the, the, the desire for that thing, is that it's, God will consider it as as if it erased the action. Okay, Which is to say that when someone who does tshuva, someone who, who manages to transform themselves through a growth process, they recognize that the sin they did, and they recognize it, they acknowledge it, um, and they think about how negative it was, and they feel a tremendous sense of regret about it, um, to the extent that they wished if they could go back in time they, to, to the point where it was done, they would never, they would never have done it. Okay? They would go back, they wouldn't do it again. He completely regrets it, and person desires and he longs that, for, for that, that it should be, that it could be, that this thing had never been done. Okay? And the person feels pain. Okay, they feel in their hearts tremendous pain um, on something which is already done. And then they, they um, take upon themselves not to do it again in the future and to, and to stay away from that type of behavior. So these are, he's explaining these are the steps of chuva. The teshuvah is 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 identifying the issue and, and verbalizing it to God, feeling the regret, recognizing how much damage you've done to yourself and to others, and then really wanting to to, to, to really wanting to um, get rid of that thing or that action, wish that action hadn't been done, and it hurts you that you did it, um, and you and you accept upon yourself not to do it again in the future. He says this: the fact you that is considered you've uprooted this from your. Your desire from your internal world, okay, and once you do that, it will be considered as if you as if you've uprooted um, uprooted the action itself okay and it 's an atonement meaning it gets rid of all of the here, all of the um damage that it was done and this is what the Torah tells us when it says um, the, it says in Navi, and in the prophet Yeshaya, it says remove your sin, and then it will be atoned, it will be wiped away, because um, it removes literally, it removes the, actually it's saying, I think I read it wrong, it says your sin will be removed, and your, um, your iniquity will be removed, and your sin will be wiped away. It says removed, literally removed, from, from reality, and it will be uprooted, but from the fact that the person now feels pain and regret, over what they had done in the past, so even though it's true, the person is not going to come back to life. The person murdered someone else, can it, so so how could it be that you can do tshuva for murdering someone else? Saying the fact that that person was was murdered, okay, is no longer alive, okay. So that's all has to fit somehow into Hashem's plan. But in terms of the person who's the murderer, the mur, the murderer themselves is that basically they, if they do real proper tshuva for that act of murder. So then God will look at it as if they didn't murder, as if that act didn't happen at all. It's a tremendous, tremendous, um, a tremendous, tremendous idea.